Will Brendan Tuma and Dan Harris be able to recap a whopping four days worth of baseball in the strictly confined 30 minutes of a lot of time that Dan has put in place? That's coming up in the Tuesday post-Labor Day edition of Leading Off. Good morning to the Peanuts and the Cracker Jacks, and good morning to you, Mr. Harris. Good morning, Mr. Tuma. How was your long weekend? It was nice. Got away a little bit, which as we've discussed is always good to recharge the brain. That's important. And uh, a lot of baseball going on. A lot of fantasy playoff matchups have either started or they're just starting this week. Yeah. Frank Schwindel made a very nice weekend for me as he basically single-handedly dragged my crappy team kicking and screaming into the playoffs. So uh, I'm very excited. Did a lot of Olympic trampoline jumping, which is the sport I invented for my children at the Olympics. So I had a nice weekend. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to talk some baseball. Okay, we are going to get right into it, and we will be getting to the Frank Schwindel portion of the show. I promise you that. We're going to start with Max Scherzer, who yesterday rattled off eight innings, allowed just an unearned run, 13 strikeouts, and no walks. Since the trade, he has a 105 ERA, 63 strikeouts and 43 innings. He's 5-0. and The Dodgers have won all seven of his starts. This seems so obvious for a playoff team acquiring Max Scherzer at the deadline. Yeah. What do you want? I mean, the guy is not only one of the great pitchers in baseball, but, you know, this is it, it comes off incorrectly, but mentally he's so tough in, in the middle of a game, right? It's something I always loved about Jacob DeGrom, which is like you felt like when the chips were down, things could fall apart or you absolutely needed to win. You knew that he's going to bring his best up. That's what we've got with Scherzer right now. He had a little hamstring thing. It doesn't matter. He's dominant. And, uh, you know, my guess is he's going to wind up basically on a lot of championship teams. It goes to show you, like, how big a difference the ace starting pitcher can make. But you have to pick right with the ace starting pitcher, right? Like, that's the thing. Scherzer, I had a little bit down my board because of his age and everything like that. But he's just amazing. Like, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, he has really lived up to expectations. Like you said, there were some concerns. Someone who has overexceeded expectations has been Cedric Mullins, who became the first 2025 25-25 player in baseball this season. He's actually up to 26 homers and 26 steals post-weekend. He's doing it by hitting over 300. I think there's going to be such thirst for him in drafts next year because it's the power, it's the speed, and it's batting average. He he truly does it all. There will obviously be track record questions with him. Yeah. But based on his 2021 production, he's, you know, you can make the case for him as a third or fourth round pick, and that might even be selling it short. This is going to be really interesting in drafts next year because there are going to be a large swath of people, and it, probably going to be, I'm going to be there which is very difficult for me to buy into like a 26-year-old breakout with no track record of really doing this. And again, his expected batting average right now is just 275, right? Like that's something that you and I are going to look at next year. We're going to harp on that. But he's got speed. I mean, it's not as if he's he's like, you know, the fastest guy in the majors, but 88 percentile in sprint speed. He's got enough power. Like his average exit velocity is fine. His max exit velocity is fine. It's not totally fluky, but he's going to be really, really one of these guys that, brings about a lot of debate next year coming in. I will probably have zero shares of Cedric Mullins. It's just my guess, but the 25, 25 days are just gone for most players. So this is, this is pretty impressive. Yeah. Lots of comments in the chat right now about 
uh, folks who either won the regular season or they they squeezed into the playoffs. So that's really, really cool to hear. I love hearing that. Some people reached out on Twitter over the weekend. If you listen yeah. to Leading Off, definitely tweet at Dan and I and Mike and Joe and Ryan and let us know because that that's really cool to hear that people are doing well in their league. Someone that might have helped you, Salvador Perez. Just can, I feel like August what? leading off, it's been Schwindel and Perez and Juan Franco, but he's up to 41 homers. He had three homers over the weekend. The Royals have played 137 games this season. How many games has Salvador Perez appeared in? 120. 136. That's not he only correct. missed one game. <laughs> that, oh, that for a catcher. I mean, you know, and the thing is, like, he's 31. Okay. Catchers have a very, very typical career arc, right? Where they go, they go, they go, they hit. Usually it's like 30, maybe 31. And then they kind of just start falling off a cliff. Now, the one thing we talked about coming into the year, Brendan, was that he was so overworked, right? He played so many games all the time. He missed all of 2019. And then obviously last year, just 37 games. So maybe he just needed the refresher. But this is nuts. This is crazy. And again, we talked about it in the league that we are in. Brendan, the guy in first, tried to sell uh, Sal Perez as a, as a keeper for you know not a lot of money. Nobody bought it. Nobody bought it. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to keep going. This is nuts. I don't know what to expect next year. But I'm not going to bank the 50 home runs that he's obviously going to hit or something this year. This is just insane. Yeah, it does, you know, scream of someone who might be overdrafted next year. He well. had 12 home runs in August, man. <laughs> 12 home runs in August. What, what what does that even mean? Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it, it has been nuts. Uh, quickly moving through some downs. Willie Adamas was placed on the IL. He has been nursing quad soreness for a while. There's no yep. timetable. That just hurts. Comes at the worst possible time for fantasy managers. Walker Bueller pitched three innings, gave up six earned runs in Sunday's loss to the Giants. It's the first time he's given up more than three earned runs since May 11th. It sucks, but you still obviously roll Walker Bueller out there. And then finally, the Cardinals bullpen. Just maddening. Uh, Alex Reyes had a couple of scoreless appearances entering Saturday, but he gave up a walk-off grand slam yeah. most of those runs were charged to giovanni gallegos though yep. who ended up allowing four in that mm-hmm. outing so I don't, there's a lot of these closer situations that kind of have one or two guys right now i don't think we have a clear favorite for saves in st louis right now no go cards is in the chat right now go cards can tell us uh what he thinks but no and it's funny brendan i'm again in a head-to-head league you have a relief pitcher saves matter certainly in that league but i had david Bednar in that league who hasn't gotten a save in, you know, seven years at this point. And Gallegos was out there and I opted to keep Bednar because I was just like, you know what, I'll, I'll take the decent. Bednar wound up with a save last night, but I'm just staying away from that entire bullpen. And again, we, we talked about it. I'd rather go with at least the guy who I feel comfortable is going to get the saves next time. And I at least think is probably not going to absolutely destroy me. So I'll, I'll, I'm avoiding that entire bullpen rest of the season. Closer situations are so funny because I can spend like a day, even just an hour, and I can feel really good about where things stand, and then it all changes within a day. But uh, a few pitchers who I I kind of feel pretty good about are locked into the save opportunities right now. Andrew Kittredge on the Rays. I've gotten a lot of questions about him. He is getting the bulk of save chances in Tampa. And then Carlos Estevez on the Rockies. He got saves on both Friday and Saturday. It seems he has overtaken Daniel Bard for that role, and he is someone who might be widely available yes 
some <laughs> pitching standouts from the weekend. Zach Wheeler bounced back six scoreless innings with nine strikeouts. He had had four straight non-quality starts, so we like to see that. Hyunjin Ryu, six scoreless against the Yankees on Monday. He never let a runner go past second base. He did leave early due to some tightness in the throwing arm, but Ryu's been so inconsistent. I know one of my good friends in a huge matchup benched him because it's like it's Ryu against the Yankees. I don't know. Guys like Wheeler and Ryu, though, you probably want to be starting them, obviously, in the playoffs. First of all, is it Ryu? Because I say Ryu, and I always thought that that's how you pronounce his name. Are you? I My buddies tease me all the time. I, I mispronounce. Oh, very of, good. All right. I just want to make words. sure because I very good. Everybody, I think it's Ryu. But regardless, um, this is the, a couple of funny things about Ryu. Number one, we have a obviously a sister site, Betting Pros. And one of the things we have in our app is our bet of the day or the pick of the day. And usually it's like, you know, it's, it's a bet that's going to, you know, engender a lot of interest anyway. And I made the baseball pick, Brendan, and it was Blue Jays on the money line against the Yankees yesterday, which was good. And a lot of it was fading Tyone with this fly ball percentage and the wind blowing out, which everybody knows I love. But Ryu was um, somebody who I was basically like, you don't know what we're going to get from Ryu on any given day. Every time you think about fading him, he just comes up with a monstrous start. He was great yesterday. I was watching a lot of that start. He was great. His cutter was fantastic. He was placing it where he is. Ryu is a guy who I've rostered, and I, I leave out there. And it's not always pretty, and he hasn't had the best season. I just I think you just leave him out there at this point, assuming that he's healthy, by the way. But, uh, you know, again, because I think he's just as likely to dominate in a start as he is to hurt you. So I don't look at the matchups. Just leave him out there. Yeah, so in a roto league over the course of a season, he's that exact type guy. But I had him in a, in a head-to-head points league. Now it was a two-star week for him, so right. I mean, I leave him. But even then, I leave him out there, man. I mean, look, sometimes there are a lot of guys like Eduardo Rodriguez. You don't have to start Eduardo Rodriguez; he hasn't been that good this year. But Brendan, I don't know about you. Like I've had him in a league, many leagues. I don't know when he's going to be good or when he's going to be terrible. And when I think he's going to be good, he's terrible, and the opposite. So I just kind of leave him out there and close my eyes and don't watch him pitch. You know. Yeah, the Jays have won five in a row and eight of nine. Let's go. Now, meanwhile, the Yankees have lost three in a row and seven of nine. So there's a lot of, of the playoff races are getting pretty exciting here in yep. September. We're going to pause and we're going to do the Manscaped read. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. Summer. Summer's actually technically not over yet. So you still might be getting in some beach days. You still might be getting outside a lot you want to make sure you are trimmed and groomed to do that you want to use manscaped you can get 20 percent off by using code leading off at manscaped.com the lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led light on and off when you need a more precise shaved and the new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock which is perfect for folks who want to travel again this is 20 percent off and free shipping with code leading off at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with code leading off at manscaped.com solid fun tuma fact about the uh pronunciation thing is i actually used to growing up had a bit of a speech thing that i was like getting extra classes for and everything and and now here i am uh hosting podcasts with mr dan harris and dominating don't don't sell yourself short oddly enough uh pronunciations and and i get some wrong actually i I, on the football podcast i've been saying Nicole hardman like a bunch even though it's mccall hardman and uh it's been bothering me i like i i 
try so hard to make sure I'm pronouncing names right. And a lot of it helps because I watch so many games and I hear the announcers stuff like that. But like, I still don't know if it's Jordan Alvarez or Jordan Alvarez. So I there are some things that bug me. But don't worry about it. I just want to make sure I wasn't bad. You can mispronounce all you want. Don't worry about it. Uh, some quick peanuts and a Cracker Jacks shout out. Dr. Glenn is here. It's been a while. So hey. hello, Dr. Glenn. Dr. Glenn. Really excited about that. And yes. some David Bednar talk. I did want to point out since July, David Bednar has 34 strikeouts in 26 and two thirds innings with a 0.68 ERA. So he has been How many saves? really good. How many saves? Yes, <laughs> that, that's the issue. And again, for the most part, we roster these closers for the saves, not for the ratios. And I always bring it up that like, I will take terrible ratios if I'm going to come with seven or eight saves in a month or anything like that. But this this is also sort of where I bet you Bednar is like people aren't, you know, jumping after Bednar. But this week he has good. Ma- I mean, he had Detroit and he has another good matchup games that the Pirates might actually win. So it's something where you kind of play it week to week. Yep. Shohei Otani returned from the wrist injury on Friday to start against the Rangers. Seven innings, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, 12 whiffs. He has a 297 ERA, which 135 strikeouts and 112 innings obviously he's winning mvp at this point one of the greatest seasons of all time yes and i will reiterate that i made fun of joe and our guest chris meany on the baseball fest for saying that was a good bet so that's (laughs) that's not a good call by me among the many so yeah he's he's phenomenal fun to watch hope it brings fans to baseball Adrian Hauser had an out of nowhere nine innings, zero <laughs> runs, seven strikeout start uh, this past weekend. He has a yes. 341 ERA. He's pitched better as of late, but he has well under a strikeout per nine innings. I am personally not chasing this outing. There's too many other interesting pitching options for me. He does get Cleveland next, but again, some people might see that and be like, oh, I'm using him. I'm personally not. I don't know if he's someone that you've looked into at all, Dan, spending your September mornings uh, studying Adrian Hauser. I, I, that's, it's not just September mornings. It's usually year round. That's kind of how I spend my time. I have zero interest in Adrian Hauser. We can move on like below a seven uh, K per nine, just not where it with a FIP, you know, in the mid fours and X FIP. No, I'm just, I'm staying away. Onto the hitters, Frank Schwindel. Four, four games this past weekend, 11 hits, three homers, nine RBIs. He's hitting 343 now for the season. And he's been even hotter as of late. This is, I can't like, I think Reese Hoskins a few years ago went absolutely nuts when he first got called up. That's the only other thing I can think of, of, you know, a performance like this that has literally swung fantasy leagues down the stretch. Yeah, this probably is going to end soon it's possible it may not end until next year like this is just hot streaks can last forever i was joking with you and mayor as we sort of talked about mayor's quick raids which kudos to mayor for still cranking that out i hope everyone reads it and how i was benching frank trudell this week in my playoffs against a heavily favored opponent that did not get off to a good start as i started carlos santana that's how i roll in a points league because i'm an idiot but uh this is amazing and again I, I liked him last week and, and Mayer put him in the lineup builders basically, you know, the whole time because of the fact that the Cubs had really, really soft matchups. You know, again, they played the Pirates. This is sort of where he can strive. But I mean, I don't think anybody in their most wildly optimistic expectations were thinking that this could happen. And you're absolutely right. This is swinging fantasy leagues right now. Be prepared for the ride to end. But I mean, I get ride him for as long as he can. 
it's one of those things that it's happening so fast and in real time that there's not even really like a chance to catch up and see, is this legit? Cause if you look at his batted ball data or anything like that, obviously it's going to be really good because he's hitting right. so well. Right. The only thing that I keep coming back to is the strikeout rate is, you know, manageable. This isn't like Adelis yep. Garcia who is whiffing all the time or even Patrick wisdom who strikes out all the time. That's yep. why I'm, thinking it could, you know, at least last through the end of the regular season, who knows about next year, but that's the one thing I keep coming back to is that the strikeout rate is reasonable. And the thing is, he's never been a huge strikeout guy in his career. He's not like one of these guys that had a 40% strikeout rate in the minors and suddenly is coming up and is striking out only 18.3% of the time. He never had a huge strikeout rate in the minors. Like he, he was always generally speaking under control. So this is something that could happen. I mean, but he's 29, right? Like, the, you know, you don't have the 29 year old. This isn't the natural, you know, the, the, Brandon, that's a movie from like the mid 80s. Um, you, you don't have this random breakout when you're closing in on 30. But in the short term, any breakout is legitimate. And and again, you look at his numbers in AAA at 16 homers, you know, this year, he's got 11 already, obviously, so far in the majors. It's it's fun to watch. Who doesn't root for Frank Schwindel at this point? So let, let's hope it continues. But yeah, if you roster him, you always have to be prepared to cut the court at any given moment because the ride could end anytime. I was actually thinking of some fun possible offseason uh, baseball podcasts and mm -hmm. baseball movies. I've seen them all. I have a lot of thoughts. I think that would be a fun topic to dive into. What's your number one? Hold on very quickly. What's your number one? The Sandlot. All right, Sandlot's fantastic. I so will allow timeless. this. So I will allow this. My kids watch it, yes. Now, Sandlot 2, not as good. Sandlot 3, I think it is, if they even call that what. Whichever one is with Luke Perry, where he's on the Dodgers and he's a star and he gets knocked back. Not my favorite. My kids love that one, though. We watch them. You know, we basically cycle through them. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick streaming questions in the chat. Cower at Baltimore, Odorizzi versus... Seattle. I kind of like them both, honestly, today. Odorizzi is probably a tad safer, obviously. That's Kawar, um, by the way, but good, good <laughs> job. Uh, Jackson Kawar. Uh, look, I, you know, admittedly, I have not thought much about Jackson Kawar. He obviously had a, a pretty decent start uh, in this one against uh, Cleveland. But yeah, I don't really want either one, but I'll go with Odorizzi because I'm not, I'm not trusting Jackson Kawar yet. Luis Robert had a four hit game on Saturday. I just wanted to point out because he missed so much time. He's kind of flying under the radar, but he's hitting 341, yeah. seven homers and five stolen bases in just 46 games. You extrapolate that over the course of a full season. And that is, that is quite insane production. So he's going to be someone to be excited about in drafts next season. Trivia question for Dan Harris. Ready? What team leads major league baseball in runs per game? the rays that is correct yes i i to be fair i was randomly researching something the other day and i saw that the rays were up there and i was like wait why is this this is a mistake or something like that but yeah nailed it very un rays like obviously but part of it is because wanda franco extended his oh. on base streak to 36 games which ties mickey mantle for the second longest ever for players ages 20 or younger he has three straight multi-hit games he's been amazing but also because randy arosarena who i haven't talked about much on this podcast but he's been insane in the second half hitting 326 with an ops over a thousand nine homers and 32 runs scored oh. in the second half so he is it hasn't been the prettiest there are some disturbing trends with the ground ball rate and some other things but he is kind of more or less living up to, you know, about the median projection 
that we were looking for entering the season. Yeah, he did not go crazy, right? He was not like sort of the peak end of the what I like to you know joke about that Kyle Gates projects in fantasy football is always the the 100 percentile outcome. But yeah, it's not always pretty. I mean, there are slumps. He swings at everything like this is just how it works. But in the end, because he's gotten so hot, yeah, he's going to be valuable. And I think this is just what he's going to be at this point, which is a very, very valuable because especially because of the steals, a very valuable guy. Nelson Cruz also hasn't done that great with the Rays, but the trade, you know, for Cruz has just really lengthened that lineup. I mean, even without glass, no kudos to them. But yeah, a Rosarena is a guy who I wanted absolutely nothing to do with coming into the year. I wound up with one share of him. I wound up flipping him in a deal for Kyle Tucker. So that was fine. But yeah, you look at his numbers overall. It's a very solid season for the guy. Lots of folks are commenting some of their favorite baseball. I love movies. it. Oh, we could do this anyway. Mine, by the way, I, I will say that my favorite baseball movie, there are a million that are great. Sandlot, of course, is timeless. Major League is absolutely fantastic. That might be up there. I am always a little partial to Bull Durham and some of my friends yell at me that that's more of a romantic comedy than a baseball movie. But that is what I love about that is that is like what baseball is like in the minor leagues like that. That is very good with that. So I, I personally love Bull Durham. That's my favorite. I lo- I, that was the exact thing I was going to say is like it perfectly portrays like minor yes. league life. Yes. So that, Which I, I love. I love that part of it. Right. Like that. That's something it's somebody who's like a huge baseball fan, like something that really digs into that is is something that I love. But yeah. I, we can totally do this, uh, you know, I, in the off season. Forget it. I love baseball movies. I'm in. Okay, that would be great. Uh, a couple other quick standouts from the weekend. Jonathan VR. He has basically become the everyday leadoff hitter for the Mets, and he's been awesome. He had nine hits over the weekend, including a homer and a yep. stolen base. The Mets offense has some life. He's basically playing third base every day over JD Davis at this point. I think VR is a great you know, player to pick up if you, if you need a spark here. He should be rostered at this point. I mean, I don't know his rostered percentage, but he's kind of been doing it all year with Brandon Nimmo getting hurt. VR moved to the leadoff spot. And right now, I mean, yeah, he's got 18 homers and 11 steals. Like that's a really good season for him. And right now, if you watch him, obviously I watch a lot of Mets games. He is so confident at the plate right now. Like he goes up there and he's like, no, I've got this right now. So he is really, really going right now. The Mets don't have a bunch of tough matchups or anything coming up. And you're right. Their offense, Lindor is starting to hit. Alonzo is hit. Even Baez is hitting. So their offense is going well. So I think especially with runs scored, now that he's at the top of the lineup with Nimmo out, yeah, this is going to be a guy, especially in that category. But just going forward, he's going to be a real asset. I think there was some concern maybe with Lindor and Baez both coming back that he would get edged out. But again, he's been playing a lot of third base. Mm-hmm. Wrapping it up with Marcus Semien, two homers on Monday. He now has five in his past five games, 37 on the season with 14 steals. Just insane, unbelievable. And then Adelberto Mondesi, he's played four games since got? returning. Do yep. you know how many steals he has during those four games? Six, five, six, six, six. home bases in four games. It, it's I happening, mean, Dan Harris. I, it's, it's not going to happen because uh, I'm just looking at what the leader is. Uh, yeah, I mean, Starling Marte has 42. Merrifield has 38. Yeah, I don't know where my guy Waffles is or uh, greater than zero, but 38, uh, you know, for for uh, with Merrifield. But yeah, man, come on. If he hadn't had that setback. All right, the dude would be pushing like 50 right now, and that prediction would have been good. Yeah, he's going to be a total difference maker down the stretch if you held on to him in solo base. You're going to steal like 20 more in September. It's amazing. Do you know what that quote is from? It's all happening. It's all happening, Penny Lane. 
It's all happening Penny Lane. Uh, no. What is it from? Oh, wait, wait. Is it from, uh, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, Almost Famous? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Kate Hudson. Uh, yeah, Brandon Tuma brought his movie knowledge. To Way me. to go, Tuma. Way to go. He was sick of uh, the the DMs about the Matrix all the time. <laughs> I couldn't. I was so because uh, I knew the movie. Like I was, I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, oh god, what's the name of it? And got it. You're good. Couple quick downs. Josiah Gray, three innings, six runs in a start over the weekend. He's allowed a homer in at least every appearance this year. It's twelve runs in his past two starts. We can move on. And Joey Gallo is hitting just one thirty since the trade to the Yankees. Huge bummer because a lot of people thought he could go nuts. With that short perch, short porch, maybe it still happens, but yeah. 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 It a bummer. And again, he might hit, you know, 10 home runs for the rest of the month. Nobody knows. So whatever. Three quick news and notes that I feel like we need to hit. AJ Pollock is out at least two to three weeks with a hamstring strain. This is significant because he's been really good this year quietly, and it could turn Cody Bellinger back into an everyday player before the Pollock injury. He was going to platoon. Evan Longoria has been reinstated from the IL. I'm going down with the ship on Evan Longoria. The batted ball data is so good. And the giants veterans are hitting so well that something is clearly going on. And then finally, Clayton Kershaw is going to pitch a rehab start tonight, Tuesday, for AAA Oklahoma City. The Dodgers have said if that goes well, then he will return on Sunday. So if you have Clayton Kershaw and you're you know, in a playoff matchups, get ready because it could be time to use him. Yes, that's good. I hope that he is able to contribute down the stretch. Home runs. I'm sure there was a lot hit. Over the you know, weekend, Tuma, it wasn't a huge home run weekend, actually. Uh, I mean, Joe got two from Harper. He is now at 28. He is second, tied with Randy and Lawnmower Man 4.4, who also has a hot streak that has seen him call seven home runs in 11 days. D Gordon Liddy still above everyone with 29. Go cards at 27. I'm at 24, tied with Turf Durgerson and Helpless in Miami. Turf Durgerson has called Salvador Perez into perpetuity. So he is really riding that. And Go Cards got two home runs from Marcus Sivian, Semyon to move up to 27. But yeah, there's going to be a race. Mayor's up to 23. This is a big one, man. But uh, not not huge. We're up to 1,068 dingers. I think we can reach the 1,200. Yeah, I think that will be manageable. 12 game DFS slate tonight, Tuesday. Lots of pitching options. Not many, you know, huge, huge aces. Aces. Sorry. Yes. Not many huge aces. Wait, I want to. Has Mayor updated this sheet correctly? What did say? Do I have this right? Because this this uh seems familiar. I don't. Think yeah. I, have it I think Mayor. Updated. Ooh, this is going to be good. Mayor, as everybody knows here, Mayor is the one who updates. Yeah, this is this is not correct at all. Mayor is the one who updates the uh, the DFS notes, and he did not update the pitchers. So, yeah, I can look at it like in four seconds. This is where Mayer has uh, fallen flat. Obviously, you've got Garrett Cole against the Yankees. I'm going to do FanDuel prices at 11.3K. And that looks to be you've got Logan Webb, but he's in Colorado, of course, at 9.7. And Zach Gallen against the Rangers at 7.9. And Blake Snell, hot Blake Snell, home against the Angels. At 10.1, I'm probably just going to go with Cole. I know that the Blue Jays have been hot, but uh, it's something where Cole has kind of been on his game right now, and they are desperate for a win. So I will go with Cole there. I do think that he has the game stacks, though, correct, if you want to give those. And then I'll give the lineup builders, which I think are also updated. 
Yeah, Mayor said he was going to be listening in the car today, so you can just. So I hope you are listening to this, Mayor. <laughs> I hope you're with your wife, and you she can really understand just how much you failed right now today. So well done. Yeah, Blake's now I think can be trusted as a cash arm as well, and I'll just throw I, out Aaron at Nola this point, him. right? At this point, yeah. with the way Snell has been, I think he's he's in the circle of trust. And I'll just throw out Aaron Nola as a GPP because he yes. frustrated a lot of people. But as we have talked about, the advanced metrics are very good. Game yep. stacks. Padres against Packy Naughton in the Angels, yes. your old friend. My buddy. And then the Giants versus Chichi Gonzalez in Coors Field. Yep. And speaking of that, obviously Brandon Belt was a guy that Mayor and I talked about coming into this week as a guy who I was going to start over uh, Frank Schwindel, of course. He's 3,300 on FanDuel and 4,500 again in Colorado against Chichi Gonzalez. And Darren Ruff had a big game yesterday also against Chichi Gonzalez, 3,100. On Fanduel, thirty-four hundred on DK. Michael Brantley against Logan Gilbert, twenty-seven hundred on Fanduel, forty-one hundred on DraftKings, and Tyler Naquin against Samson in Chicago, twenty-nine hundred on Fanduel, twenty-nine hundred on DraftKings. Comment from Courtney. Is hey, Courtney there right now? Courtney, oh, there we go, Courtney. Very disappointed, Courtney. I, I like I get. Oh, he wants us to update the sheet. I see. So that's on us. Then, uh, mayor, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll, uh, heck, I don't even know how to update the sheet. What about that? I, I'm not updating the sheet, <laughs> mayor. I, we're too, we're too late anyway. We're at the half hour. So, too bad. Mayor stinks. He, Courtney, go yell at him. I'm sorry. All right. Home run call tonight. I'm going with Freddie Freeman, mayor. Freddie Freeman, uh, again, you've got a lot of, there's, I bet you there's going to be a lot of different picks here tonight. You've got the game in Colorado, but I'm going with Freeman against Paulo Espino. He can throw a good game every now and then. But at home in whatever it's called, Truist Park or whatever it is, I'm going to go with my guy Freeman there for my home run call. Are you not making a home run call? You want Blatty into perpetuity? What do you want? Uh, Evan Longoria, reminder to make sure Evan Longoria is rostered everywhere, always. Very good. Did it? Yes. Four days worth of baseball. We got a lot in. We talked some baseball movies. It was a good time. We're in the home stretch here, Mr. Dan Harris. And yeah, seriously, good luck to all the penis and the crack jacks. Please keep us updated with how you're doing because I really, really enjoy that. I know Dan, Mike, and Joe do as well. It's really cool to hear that this show has been helpful for people to win their leagues. Yes. Very good. For Dan Harris, this has been Brennan Tuma. This has been leading off on Tuesday, September 7th. We will be back tomorrow on Wednesday and for the rest of the week. Have a great day, everyone. Mm-hmm.